Hey guys, it's Kathy, and I'm so glad you're here for this short little bonus teaching. Because what I wonder is, do you go to church but sometimes wonder why you're bothering? Do you think you're Christian, but you have some doubts about that and you're not really sure? Do you struggle with when people say grow in the faith or walk out your walk? Do you wonder what that means? Or maybe do you struggle with how to pass along your faith? Do you do your absolute best to look good, but know you are a hot mess on the inside and you don't have the answers you need them? Do you say, oh, I'm fine when you're really not fine? Oh, there's some great songs on that. I just want to encourage you that if that's where you are. If you're standing with a yes to any or all of those questions, please, please, please come join me in the course of Five Days to Faith. It is a great little, affordable, amazing five-day adventure. So what you're going to do is you're going to study in the privacy of your own house in bite-sized nuggets. So you get to do it when you can. You don't have to come be a part of a group where you're going to be put on the spot where you didn't do your homework. This is just the place for you. I wanted it to be a mini course. I wanted it to have a small investment with eternal dividends. It's designed for your busy life. So you're going to look at the Bible yourself. This little course, it's short and it's designed for your busy life. You're going to, we're going to look at what the Bible says about faith, about being a believer. How does that even happen? And living out your faith. You're going to be able to once and for all, put your stake in the ground and say, I know that I know. Yes, I know what I believe and I know where the Bible says it. You will leave with a solid foundation of this is what the Bible says for yourself. If this is something that you've been struggling with, if this is a place where you've wanted some answers, maybe you've never done Bible study. Maybe you go to a church that doesn't even teach the Bible or it reads a passage and then you move right on. Or maybe you read two or three passages and then the pastor tells three stories gives an illustration and you leave so that you can get to the restaurants before anybody else. Or maybe because of our pandemic, you've gotten out of the habit of even going to worship regularly. Guys, I would love for you to come alongside and to take this course with us. It's going to be amazing. So today, what we're looking at are some of those same principles of how we as believers can grow in our faith and be the woman of God or the man of God that we're called to be. So I hope you'll grab a pen and join me. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. All right, y'all, I just love, love, love how the word compares our spiritual growth as Christians to the job that we have as moms raising our kids. And you know how it is when you have a baby on the boob or you have your your bottle feeding one, they can only start off with just milk, right? You have to do everything for them and it's just milk. And then you very carefully and very slowly, one little non-extra added, added sugar, 
item at a time, you add solid food. And then you may find out that you're allergic to that. So then you have to back up and you have to do it again. And you have to very slowly add to the the food that your baby gets. And as your baby grows and matures, then he moves from crawling to walking to eating solid food, eating with his hands, spreading it all over the place to then eating by himself, feeding himself and growing. And then you get up to those teenage years and they eat you out of house and home. This is really an encouragement if you have never started or if it's been a while since you've been in study to take the five days of faith, to pick up your Bible again and to really start to apply it and to be able to teach your your kids and to be able to grow in your spiritual gifts. And that's the direction that we're heading today. Just a real quick overview of spiritual gifts. Do you know that you have them? Do you know that you may have more than one? Are you confused maybe as to what they are? Are you in a church that teaches you can't have a spiritual gift unless somebody else gives it to you? Well, what we're going to do today is we're going to take a quick jaunt right through some scripture that I want to leave you with today as we start this series. We've got a couple of episodes that are coming up looking at your spiritual gifts because in the five days to faith study after you come to faith and when you start growing in your faith you see that the end result is service that we're to use our gifts for service well how do you do that if you don't know what your spiritual gift is or what the bible even says a spiritual gift is or where the bible even says that they are so there are several different places in the Bible, but we're going to stick to just a couple of passages today. And the first one that I want to start with is a little unusual. It's not necessarily a spiritual gift passage, but it's from 1 Peter 2.1. Therefore, putting aside all malice, all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes, long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, and that Lord, if there means it's an assumption, since I know you have, you're going to keep doing it, and that you've come to him as a living stone rejected by men, but it's choice and precious in the sight of God, you're being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, and it, and it goes on. But I want to just hone in on verse 2, like newborn babies. So if you're here and you're a mom, you know what that's like. Or if you're an aunt that doesn't have children or an uncle that doesn't have children, but you've had to babysit, you know that when a little one's hungry, they are going to scream. They're going to cry until that belly is full. And that's the picture that the Lord uses of of us. He wants us to be like newborn babes, just longing for that spiritual milk so that by it, we may grow up into maturity, that we, we may grow into our salvation. And then we have another passage. If you'll flip a couple of uh, books back, you're going to come to the book of Hebrews. Now in Hebrews, I'm just going to tell you, mm, 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 mm. the author of Hebrews, he just, he just lays it down like it is. And he talks about that, that we can't have solid food anymore, that our ears have become dull of hearing, which means we're not really listening to what we're being taught. And I'm in chapter five, verse um, nine. And it's talking about Jesus. He became perfect. He became to all those who obey him a source of eternal salvation. So if you still have a question on your salvation, again, the five days to faith course, go answer that question and get that solidified in your heart and mind once and for all. But once you have become a Christian, once you have eternal life based on Jesus, then the writer of Hebrews, he has a lot to say, verse 11, but verse 12, by this time, you ought to be teachers. 
but you have need again for somebody to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk, not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he's an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Therefore, leave off the elementary teachings about Christ. Let's press on to maturity. We don't have to lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God of resurrection, about washing and laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and, and eternal judgment. And the writer goes on to encourage us to continue to grow, to not just stay as a baby, to not be content just going to church and showing up and checking off our box, but to actually grow as a Christian. Sister friends, I am so thankful that you're here because just being here listening to a podcast on spirituality shows that you are interested in growing, not just remaining as a bystander, not just as somebody on the sidelines not wanting to get into the game, but that you are concerned about sharing your faith and passing it on to your littles, about growing personally and becoming the woman or the man that God has created you to be. So then when we look at growing in our faith, of course, you have to know what the Bible says for yourself. You cannot depend on a pastor or a church to be your sole font of information. Read books, study the word for yourself. The Holy Spirit is given to us as a teacher to instruct us and to guide us into all things. Test and approve those teachers. Just because they're in a huge mega church with 16 satellites does not mean they're men and women of God, okay? What does the Lord say? What does God say about righteousness? What does he say about holiness? What does he say about himself and his own holiness and how we compare to that? As you train your senses to discern that, that discerning good and evil, as we walk toward that, then we're becoming men and women that God can use. And he uses us by our gifts, by his spirit dwelling in us, who has chosen us to have our gifts. So there are multiple passages that talk about spiritual gifts, but I'm going to just run for brevity today for lesson one, just as the overview to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to jump in verse four. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit, varieties of ministry and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons, but to each one, now get that. I want you to underline that. Grab your Bible because that each, that's a big word there. It means you, each one. But to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good, for the church. For And he goes on to then talk about the different types of gift. One's given the gift of wisdom. One's given knowledge. Another by the same spirit, the gifts of healing, affecting miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And then we're going to go down and there's dis, there's dispute about those if they're still in effect or not. But we're not getting into that right now. But I want you to see then verse 13. By one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We were made all to drink of one spirit. Okay, I want you to look at verse 11 because this goes with the, uh, verse 11 is going over and paralleling verse 7, 7 and 11. But one and the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. And that's all we're going to have time to talk about and cover today is my first point is that there are spiritual gifts. Second point, you are gifted. 
Third point, you're gifted to use your gifts for the common good of the body, for the growing up of the church. And you are gifted not because you're so special and unique, but because the Holy Spirit lives within you and has chosen and has chosen and specified your gifts. And only you can do the thing you are called to do. Only the Holy Spirit working through you, using your gifts, serving others, serving the church, and serving the Lord can actually have the effect he wants it to have through you. Now, we're going to talk about in the next couple of sessions what those gifts could look like, how you can maybe discern and find out what your gifts are. But the thing I want you to take away from today is once you have settled the question of salvation in your mind, what does it truly mean to be saved? And how is it that I am saved? Same question the jailer asked Paul back in in Acts. How then shall we be saved? Once you have solidified that, and if you don't know, go take the five days to faith Give me a DM, let me hit me up in my inbox. We can have this conversation. Once you've settled that, then we move to the next part of desiring and growing by drinking the pure milk of the word, getting into Bible study, studying it for ourselves and internalizing it, maturing in our faith. And then once we mature, then we develop and use, we discern, we figure out our spiritual gifts, and then we use those gifts for the good of the body. It's not that I get to choose my gifts. My gifts are chosen for me in the plan that God has for my life. And once I have my gifts and I know that, then I'm to operate in that gifting. I'm to run in my lane. I'm not to look left and right and envy um, spiritual Sally over here who has the gift of singing or um, servant-hearted Sarah who has the gift of service if my gift is talk a lot Tessie and my gift is speaking. So that's a real, oh my goodness, y'all, that is such a real effect of looking around and comparing ourselves to others. But we're not going to do that. We're going to look at what does the Bible say about our gifts? What are my gifts and how do we have them? So just to recap, the Holy Spirit, once you're a believer, you're given the Holy Spirit. He chooses the gifts that you have. We're given the gifts not for our own selves and for our own glory, but for the common good of the church and for the building up of the church to reflect God's glory to the world so that a lost and dying world can look at us and see there's something different. Why does she do what she does? How does she know to do that? What makes her different? And we're not to gift envy. We're not to look at other people. We're to grow our character because it doesn't matter how charismatic we are. It doesn't matter how joyful and bubbly we are. It doesn't matter what kind of facade we put on. If we don't have godly character hand in hand with our spiritual gifts, then it can all go south in a heartbeat. I hope that you will check out my five days to faith. If you still have questions that you will diligently stay with me in this journey and that you will pick up your Bible and start to to really crave that pure milk of the word so that you can grow in faith. And I just hope that with this, and I pray this over us, that you will go be a blessing to others because when you are a blessing to others, you cannot help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys. Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. 
In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Thank you.